Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? Uh, Thanks so much for listening. I pray you're having a great week. My name is Kale Ryder. I'm the youth ministry intern here at First Church. Uh, and this week we're continuing on our series, going through the, working through the Bible, and on, we're focusing in on the book of Jonah this week. And I got the opportunity to learn a ton about this book during my time in school last year, and I'm really excited just to point out a few things and share with you a few things that I learned um, as I studied it. And as we work our way through this series through the Bible, um, and specifically through the Minor Prophets, it's important to take note right away that the book of Jonah stands in stark contrast to many of the others, uh, the other minor prophets in this section for one primary reason. You see, unlike the m- many of the other minor prophets we've studied, like Hosea and Joel and Amos, Jonah is God's example of exactly the type of person we should all not strive to be. Uh, most of these guys there, the theme of their book is the content of their message, whereas the book of Jonah, the theme seems to be his character as a, as a man of God and as a prophet. Even though Jonah was one of God's chosen prophets or messengers, his book shows us that he consistently failed to live up to God's standard for him as his chosen representative. As we read the book of Jonah, it's vital that we learn from his mistakes and don't make the same mistakes in our own lives. Um, And so as we read the book of Jonah, be sure to put yourself in Jonah's sandals. As you read through the book, there are kind of two primary lessons that I want to point out today. Um, and in hopes that we'll learn from Jonah's mistakes. And the first, the most obvious lesson from the book of Jonah is that it, it shows us his lack of compassion and grace, which is clearly goes against what all of scripture teaches us. Um, for whatever reason, Jonah refuses to obey God's commandment to call the city of Nineveh into repentance. He literally went in the opposite, the exact opposite direction in order to avoid engaging with this extremely sinful group of unbelievers that God called to engage him with. Then flash forward to chapter 4, and we read that God had done exactly what Jonah suspected by having mercy on this evil people group, the Ninevites. Clearly, based on chapter 4, we see that Jonah had no compassion or grace whatsoever for this nation. He couldn't find it in his heart to love and show compassion to a group of people God himself loved and forgave. Jonah's heart was, was very hard. Essentially, he thought that he had the authority to decide who deserved grace and the love of God. For those of us reading the story, it's obvious that God alone has the authority to decide who deserves the grace that he provides. It's silly to think that Jonah was so disobedient and angry over God's command to have compassion on those who God himself had already had compassion on, especially in light of the fact that God had already shown grace to Jonah in pretty extreme ways. Many of us read this story and think so poorly of Jonah for his lack of perspective and even his unwillingness to give others the grace he himself was shown. However, put yourself in Jonah's sandals. How often do you get upset when your enemies get grace or a second chance? How often do you refuse to show others the love of God because they're too far one way on the political spectrum or you guys disagree on a hot topic? When was the last time you went out of your way to avoid someone at the grocery store you didn't want to have to show kindness to? I know I'm guilty of that. Jonah refuses to show others grace because in his eyes they didn't deserve it. But then 
in the New Testament, even we hear Jesus himself commanding each one of us to love our neighbors and pray for those who persecute us in Matthew. And it was the same lesson God tried to teach Jonah in this book. God calls us to love and show grace to even the worst of sinners because he has already showed grace and love to each one of us in the midst of our sinfulness. So that's kind of the primary theme of this book, but there's another one almost hidden in this book that I really want to point out. It's this awesome theme um, that, that kind of illustrates this beautiful symmetry in the book between the first two chapters and the last two chapters. It's almost as if the book can be split into two different stories that emphasize a similar key theme and mirror each other in some pretty awesome ways. You see, it's this contrast between the hardened heart of God's chosen servant, Jonah, and the soft and obedient hearts of sinful, evil people. We read in the first two chapters how Jonah's blatant disregard for God's instruction comes at a severe price. And in the end, it almost costs him his life. Sadly, the reoccurring theme between both sections, like I said, is Jonah's hardened heart. We see this in chapter one, where it says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah. God literally spoke to Jonah and made it explicitly clear what he needed to do. Yet Jonah, hearing God's word, his very straightforward and simple command, blatantly disobeyed it. His heart was so hard that God's word went in one ear and out the other. Man, sounds familiar for me. Then in stark contrast, we read at the end of the same chapter, chapter one, how these sinful and ungodly sailors immediately cry out to God in humble obedience after hearing about him from his own disobedient follower. It's crazy, this group of men who certainly worshiped many gods and came from pagan upbringings were more responsive to the word of God and God's presence in their lives than God's own chosen spokesman. So put yourself in Jonah's sandals. How do you respond to God's word? We have God's word at our disposal literally all the time, but we must reflect on how we respond to it. Do you hear God's word, not like what it says and run in the opposite direction like Noah? Or do you hear and see God's presence in your life and immediately respond in humble obedience like the sailors. So many of us are quick to claim the title of one of God's chosen people, yet we blatantly disregard God's calling on our lives. You see, his word should change the way we live and the direction we go. But don't be like Jonah. Instead, when God speaks, listen and obey, so that way you don't end up in the belly of a whale. And sadly, guys, unfortunately, that wasn't the only time in this book where Jonah failed to live up to his reputation as a man of God, while people, sinful people especially, were better representations of what it looks like to be obedient to God. You see, the same exact thing happens in chapter 3 and 4. We read Jonah, we read that Jonah finally obeys God in a rather pathetic fashion. He goes and he gives this five-word statement, not even a, a real sermon, right inside the city walls of Nineveh. And even in the midst of Jonah's half-hearted, kind of weak obedience, the people of Nineveh respond immediately in humble obedience to the one true God. What 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 a contrast. This nation that God himself even called evil throughout the book seemed more willing to worship and respond faithfully to God than his own prophet did. There's so much irony in this, in this story. Once again, the person in the passage labeled as God's chosen servant was not at all an example of godliness, yet tons of evil, sinful, 
unbelieving people respond more appropriately to God's presence in their lives. The people of Nineveh, these sinful, evil people, repented from their evil ways, their sinful ways, and cried out to God, turned to God in humble obedience. Yet God's chosen spokesman offered a skimpy form of outward obedience with a begrudging and even angry heart. So once again, put yourself in Jonah's sandals. Has your heart become so hard that it no longer reflects the character of your God? Or has your heart been broken by your God's presence in your life so that you reflect his character obediently and faithfully? Is your heart like Jonah's or the sinful people in this book? How's your heart? I remember a time early on in my own walk with the Lord where I consistently found myself going through the motions half-heartedly. I wore the badge of Christianity, but I had no desire in my heart to love others, especially certain people that I came in contact with daily. I did a lot out of obligation and sometimes even anger because I didn't think that certain people deserved certain things. Jonah, like many of us, knew God's character. That wasn't the problem. He reflects on God's character in chapter 4 by describing God as a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. You see, herein lies the key of this whole book. Unfortunately, Jonah's heart was so hardened that he refused to let the let God's character change his own life and even refused to reflect the character of the God he claimed to serve. When I put myself in Jonah's sandals, I'm convicted because I see the hardness of my own heart so much more clearly. Daily, I fail to live in a way that reflects the gracious, merciful, patient, and loving character of God. But my prayer for you guys, each one of you listening, is that the book of Jonah will be a wake-up call for us in the areas of our life where God's character isn't exemplified in our actions and in our attitude. My prayer for each one of you is that we could take on the gracious, merciful, patient, and loving character of God as we go throughout our week, knowing that He freely offers all of those things to each one of us, knowing full well our sinfulness.